Hear the word of our Lord from the Song of Solomon, the second chapter, beginning in the first verse. I am a rose of Sharon, a lily of the valleys. He replies, As a lily among brambles, so is my love among the young women. She says, As an apple tree among the trees of the forest, so is my beloved among the young men. With a great delight I sat in his shadow, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. He brought me to the banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. Sustain me with raisins, refresh me with apples, for I am sick with love. His left hand is under my head, and his right hand embraces me. I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or the does of the field, that you not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Welcome back to the Sex and Marriage series, and we are on our third installment of discussing the topic of pornography. Now, the first two were devoted to speaking to my fellow men, with the first installment talking about the purpose of porn, which by and large is to castrate single young men. It is a process of mental and physiological, that is, hormonal castration, to keep young, single, frustrated men from rising up and demanding something that societies of old have given them, that is, a stable marriage and family, a normal life. It also serves the function of destabilizing families and getting the youth, as young as 11, that is the average age in which a child is exposed to pornography, to become completely addicted to it, making them a cash cow, a little pork piggy for these companies. And then when they finally somehow get married, their marriage is ruined, leading to further economic prosperity for various corporations. We followed that up with rip that porn monkey off your back, telling all these young men, here's what you need to do to go through the process of not watching porn anymore. Now, that's not necessarily to say that you will no longer be addicted to pornography. That's not to say that you're not going to want to. If you are a healthy young male and you do not have the spiritual gift of celibacy, you are going to be attracted to women. And there is an entire culture and industrial-sized complex trying to get you to lust after women. It is shoved in your faces on billboards and advertisements and entertainment absolutely everywhere. So it's a daily thing. It's going to be a struggle, but as we exercise more self-control and go over the strategies I've discussed in the last installment, it gets better, especially because if you get off the porn, it makes it more likely that you'll get yourself a wife and that will make it even easier to have that self-control. I digress. We've addressed men twice now and now it is time to speak to women. If I have any female audience listening to this now, I'm going to say it frankly, your sex is half the problem, if not more, when it comes to pornography. 
I mean it. Women are the suppliers of lustful materials. There may be men running these corporations like Pornhub or X-Hamster or OnlyFans. Sure, women are signing up in droves to perform for them. In fact, there is an entire term, a legal framework for what is called commercial sex based on this, and it is almost always revolving female performers, not male ones. Most porn stars are women. Most successful porn stars are women. And I know, the first thing you're going to think about is, well, Fight the New Drug and other websites are pointing to human trafficking. Let's talk about that. The story goes that men who are struggling with porn addiction will go to these websites that show them how to get off of porn, and it ends up just being long, guilt-inducing lectures saying, You, dear sir, by watching this pornography, are enabling and funding an entire sex trafficking ring. You never know which video you're watching on Pornhub is actually a trafficked victim being raped because they were coerced or drugged or made to get drunk or any other number of things that say it is not these women's fault that men are jacking off to them online. It is not like these women have lucrative contracts with sex toy companies. It is not like they have very lucrative advertising deals with lingerie companies. It is not like there are entire empires of porn founded by women. Even those who claimed to have been coerced into or intimidated into it in the past, like Jenna Jameson, previously referred to as the queen of pornography. She claimed that somebody bullied her into sex trafficking, and after having made her millions in 2018, I believe it was, she started saying, oh, Pornhub is evil, Pornhub traffics children, or minors, Pornhub is doing X, Y, and Z thing. There is credibility to this claim. Yes, the 22 women who sued a company called Girls Do Porn for their malicious and coercive tactics to get these women to perform in pornographic videos have a point, and it is good that they won their case for $40 million against this company. Girls Do Porn was telling women, let's get you a modeling gig. Oh yeah, we, we need a model for a photo shoot, and we'll fly you out to this city, and then... A woman, naive, goes into that area and uh, the producers of the porn say, you're going to shoot porn for us or you are going to have to pay for your flight. We are going to charge you the money and you're going to have to pay us extra for wasting our time if you do not do pornography. They took silly and foolish women with stars in their eyes and told them, you're not leaving here unless you have a lot of money or... You shoot some porn for us and you make us money. But don't worry, this won't be for anybody else. We're not going to put this online. Spoiler alert, they did put it online. Okay, those 22 women who won their suit and are currently suing Pornhub for $100 million, they deserve to make that claim and win their money. 
And there is a lawsuit of over 100 women who said they were sex trafficked, Pornhub knew about it, and Pornhub did nothing to take their videos down or to even contact law enforcement. There is going to be a lot of money, especially as Layla Micklewaite, I believe, she pointed out, hey, Pornhub's emails were leaked saying that, well, they don't even address a trafficking claim or complaint on their website unless 12 of these complaints have been made, at least. And of course, they were caught ignoring them because Pornhub kept making money off of it. When a 15-year-old girl gets sex trafficked or coerced by somebody and that somebody films the deed being done and puts it on Pornhub, oh yes, it's a terrible thing, and this needs to be stopped. But does that turn the tables around and mean every single woman who films pornography or is involved in pornographic filming is just an innocent victim that didn't know what she was getting into and then was drugged or coerced or manipulated into doing this? The answer is no. There are 22 women who sued Girls Do Porn. There are 100 women currently suing Pornhub. There are many other lawsuits going on. But by the way, did you know that 10 million women signed up to do OnlyFans? And the majority of that is very sexual content? Independently. It wasn't a studio. It wasn't somebody saying, we're going to fly you out to our city we're in, in San Francisco or in the San Fernando Valley, and you can do a modeling shoot for us. And then they coerce you into doing sex, saying you're not leaving here until you perform oral sex on a man. No, these are women who decided they were going to make some money selling their bodies online through OnlyFans. They talk about it openly. They don't say they're being coerced. They are very independent. The same thing goes for the Instagram models, the Snapchat models, the Pinterest models and a whole host of other sites and mediums by which women decided to turn their body into profit. It used to be that there was a lot of social pressure against being a prostitute, namely because it was dangerous, it was icky, etc. and so forth, but a lot of that social stigma was removed when it came out that just about everybody and their father was watching pornography where it is safer. You don't have to deal with a pimp. You do not have to deal with dangerous and random customers. No, no, no. You can just be there in your room filming, doing whatever. It certainly did not help that there were high-profile influencers and celebrities signing up for OnlyFans, namely ones like Belle Delphine, who popularized a lot of really bizarre things that ended up in the porn industry. She was an innovator, I guess, to her shame. She wasn't trafficked. She didn't force this to happen. Nobody forced her into it. She just did it. Now you can say these women are damaged. You can say that these women are emotionally damaged by abusers, but that is again kicking the can down the road to attempt to avoid your responsibility in this sin in this worldwide phenomenon of internet pornography. If porn is a drug, women are the dealers. And about that, there is a weird logic. I brought up prostitution. 
What does law enforcement say about prostitution? Well, if we get rid of the Johns, if we catch the Johns, women will have no market incentive to sell their bodies and prostitution is greatly diminished. We need to go after the consumers, the buyers. And people think about porn the same way. They will say, oh my goodness gracious, it's all these men watching it. It's all the demand that creates these weird economic forces that just force these poor innocent women into doing pornography. There would be no pornography if men just didn't want it. Really. Do we treat any other crime that way? Do police just say it's not worth it going after drug dealers because after all it's really the drug users that need to stop? We're going to go after the drug users ten times more than we go after the drug dealers in Detroit or Chicago or LA? No. They try to go after the drug dealers. They want to find out who the dealer is if they arrest you and catch you with a few grams of cocaine in your pocket. They're going to ask you, where'd you get this, pal? We need to talk to the guy that sold it to you. They want to take down these drug rings pretty badly. Do we say to fraudsters, to people that do bank fraud, well, you know what, we're just not even going to touch that because it's really the people that have a demand for money that are the problem here. That pyramid scheme, that thing that screwed over so many old people that were uh, tricked by scammers, that they have some sort of great investment here in the twilight years of their life. No, it's the old people's problem. Arrest them, not the scammers, not the pyramid scheme fraudsters. Hashtag free Bernie Madoff, right? I don't think we do this with anybody else. And of course, you could say, oh, well, the government is running the drug rings. You could say the government is permitting fraud, depending on who does it and what party they're donating to. The average beat-level cop... The average detective in a city is trying to find out who is the head of the snake. Who is it that's leading this? Who is it that's supplying this? Because if you don't have a supply of drugs, if you don't have somebody running a pyramid scheme, and if you don't have somebody running prostitution, you don't have drug addicts. You don't have fraud victims, and you do not have porn addicts either. We have a terrible habit in our society of assuming that women are completely sinless. They're never doing anything bad. And if they do something bad, it's because an evil man made them do it. We are not willing to say that some women really are just hookers with cameras trying to make a buck. And I know, I know, you're going to say, well, this is different from the drug addict that was prescribed some sort of Percocet or some opioid by a crooked doctor and ended up addicted. This is different from the naive old people who ended up falling for the pyramid scheme. Men have a responsibility to exercise self-control. Men really do need to step up their game and be stronger than this. The onus falls on them. After all, if you don't want to be addicted to it, just don't look. Do you know what that argument completely ignores and willfully ignores? This little thing called temptation. Women who say this and male enablers who say this as well are saying that any woman for any reason should be able to willingly be a walking, talking, 
living temptation to everybody, and though she is actively enticing people, it's their fault if they're enticed. Sure, she's telling you to sin with her body. Sure, she's inviting you towards sinful lust with the way she dresses and the things she does on X Hamster or X Video or Pornhub or any other number of websites out there. But it's a you problem if you listen to her. As though men do not have natural, inborn, biological hardwiring that tells them you gotta act on this right away. The word for somebody who actively tempts others to sin, just does that willy-nilly and sees literally no problem with it, tempter or temptress. You know who else has that title? The devil. What's going to happen to the devil? Oh, he's going to burn for all eternity. He's going to suffer. He is going to suffer probably more than any being has ever suffered in the history of everything. And if you decide it's the man's problem, that he was suckered in to your pornographic content that you made. Yes, you are going to, in all likelihood, share the same exact fate. God bless you with repentance if that is you. Because it is not just men that are getting into this. It's boys. It's children. You are sexually victimizing and traumatizing Children, little boys and little girls, become traumatized and their minds warped if they run across what you are putting out. Is your excuse before God on Judgment Day going to be, well, those kids should have known better? That 9-year-old, that 11-year-old, just should have known better, man. They could have looked away, too. Or you know what? It's their parents' fault. Go ahead. Try that excuse before God Almighty. And not just children either. Teenagers. Teenage girls with their porn addict boyfriends who want to have sex with them and now are expecting them to get into the sexual acrobatics that porn stars are known for. And they are now convinced for the rest of their lives that unless they act and look like a porn star, they are not going to be happy or fulfilled or ever experience love. Thanks. Go ahead. Tell it to God. Tell God, you know, these girls, they could have just gotten lucky and not dated a boyfriend that's into porn. Oh, I'm sure God will just totally understand. I'll say, oh, you know what? No biggie. You're right. You're not going to suffer and burn for all of eternity because you were just making money fornicating on the internet. Oh, yes, absolutely. How could I be so silly as to tell people not to be the seductress, to not be the tempter or temptress? God isn't going to say that. In fact, you are going to be punished in this life and in the next if you do not repent. And if you do repent, you are still going to face severe consequences in this life for it. I cannot tell you how many times I have heard from posts from women who did OnlyFans and then their entire family found out about it and instantaneously they were the black sheep. Black sheep of the family. Your own siblings call you a whore and nobody talks to you. Great. What a lovely, wonderful fate to suffer, right? And I'm sure somebody's going to say, how come you're not going after the men this hard? Why aren't you doing that to the men? There's men running the pornography companies and there's male porn stars. Just know who Dane Jones is. Why aren't you going after the men? And the reason for it, 
The reason I'm not going after men this hard is because they hear that everywhere. Absolutely stinking everywhere. Men are blamed for this. There are pastors that get up there behind their little pulpit and they scream and shout, get red in the face, and jump up and down like obnoxious children condemning the men in their church, thinking that if they just poke these guys hard enough and scream at them and get them to re, 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 dedicate their lives to Christ again and again and again, like that's going to solve the problem. When they leave, every single woman that's involved in this out. So imagine you got a heroin addict. He's just sitting there at the table with his pastor friend there sitting across from him and the drug dealer's there. His heroin dealer's there. He's like putting the needles on the table. He's putting his horse down there, getting the, getting the spoon ready. Getting everything just ready for him to go. And the pastor is just staring at the addicts going, Stop doing heroin! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! And he's doing this while the drug dealer is injecting heroin right into this guy's veins. And he can't move. So the pastor just keeps ignoring the drug dealer and he keeps looking at the addict going, Quit doing heroin! Stop it! I know you're an addict, but you're bad. You're bad, 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 bad. That's what we do to young men. It is nothing constructive. And no matter how many times pastors can get up there and scream about it, it never solves the problem. Maybe we should try something else, and maybe we should ask ourselves whether or not a whole lot of women are going to be called to account by God Almighty because these lazy, feckless, cowardly pastors never told them, hey, don't wear leggings in my church. Oh, your yoga pants are more comfortable and it's, a, it's their problem if they're looking, get out of my church. Stop trying to tempt my brothers in Christ at my church. How many pastors are out there telling these young women, stop dressing like that out in public? Oh, I know that you wore a nice, humble dress here to church, but I've heard how you dress out there in your high school. Quit it. You are not a pig for sale. You are not the prized hog at the farm auction. It is not your purpose in life to get male attention. You are better than this, and you should know better than to do this. Repent of it, please, for the sake of your own soul. And if you don't know how to stop, and if you don't know how you can make ends meet otherwise, let's talk. And of course, a pastor that speaks to a woman that way should be doing so with his wife in the same room just to make sure this woman doesn't try to tempt him because he's a man too. And Lord knows there have been many a woman out there that tries to go and destroy the pastor's life through temptation. Yes, it takes two to tangle, of course, but she came into his life with the expressed interest of making him fall to temptation. This happens and it needs to stop. Shouldn't we in the church be ashamed of ourselves that none of us have been giving that message to young women? Oh, we'll hear about the random Bundy Baptist pastor that will say this 
every now and then, you'll hear about that hardcore Presbyterian church that practically puts their women in prairie bonnets and big Michelin man poof dresses or something. Yes, you hear about those. They are in such a teeny tiny little minority, and of course a lot of them go way too far in their weird make Christian women wear the niqab way of doing things. Yes, we all get that. They're in the minority. Most churches don't seem to give a damn. It is to our shame as the church that we have not been willing to call out women's sins like this. How many women have gone to hell because a pastor was too scared to preach the law to her and lead her to repentance? How many women are now burning forever because nobody told her, stop this, this is sinful? How many of them have had their lives irreparably, severely damaged because everybody told them, you're perfect just the way you are and nobody can judge you? Oh my goodness, God just sees the best in you. That's why Jesus died for you, by the way, because you're so perfect. How many of them have destroyed themselves through this by listening to that message and deciding, all right, I can just sin willy-nilly, I can just do whatever the heck I want. And they end up dead, addicted to various drugs, aging. An aging porn star doesn't get many uh, career opportunities. You know that, right? So eventually the attention and the love and the money run dry and now you are totally alone. There's no comfort in that. Nothing. This is terrible, guys. And somebody is going to say, oh, this is all victim blaming, victim blaming, victim blaming, victim blaming. This is the most misogynistic, terrible thing I've ever heard in my life. Anytime somebody says that, that this is victim blaming to say it is possible for women to be bad people, for them to sin and lead others into sin. Every time they say that, they're demonstrating to you who their real idol is. And spoiler warning, it's women. So many churches right now and so many Christians are goddess worshipers because they refuse to believe that women can sin. Jesus didn't die for their sin because they don't sin ever. Okay, sorry. Sometimes they do sin when they commit a sin like low self-esteem and like gossip sometimes. But even then, it's always with like the best intentions in mind. No. The biggest red pill, quote-unquote, I know we're getting into spicy terms here, but the biggest red pill in the entire world is women are just as much dirty, rotten, stinking, nasty, poor, miserable sinners as men. And as of now, for a very long time, the church has been totally and utterly failing to call women to repentance for these sexual sins. They all say it's the man's fault. Doug Wilson said it. Glenn Stanton said it. The guys that did every man's battle, every man's marriage, and every man's whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, those divorcees, they said it constantly over and over and over again. If a woman fornicates, it's the man's fault. If a woman runs off and blows up her family, divorcing him for no reason other than she wants to do sexual sin with the other men she's tempted in her life, it's the man's fault. Everything's the man's fault. Man's fault, man's fault. And these women end up feeling like they were immaculately conceived. How many tens of millions of women have been led into mortal sin through the church's refusal to do so? 
Now, recently, the law has been getting preached to them, but it's not from the church. It's from scumbags like Andrew Tate. It's from former players who made their business to ruin a whole lot of women, like Dariush Velizadeh. It's the people on these podcasts, like the Whatever Podcast, who make a living humiliating young, foolish women on, uh, getting on TikTok, getting on YouTube, getting on all these things so everybody can point and laugh. While the church refuses to show the compassion to women of preaching the second use of the law and the third and a doctrine of real repentance, the world is saying, okay, well, we're going to fix this by humiliating them. And having their face forever having been on camera, they will never be able to avoid this or recover or rebuild their lives. We need to make a change. And that starts with telling all of my female listeners and audience, you need to make a change. You need to say no to that. And yeah, maybe you don't do porn. Maybe you don't have an OnlyFans account. Great. Awesome. Good. Don't start. And start thinking about whether or not you are unconsciously or consciously tempting men. You need to think long and hard. Am I being the temptress here and encouraging people to sin, whether accidentally or on purpose, I need to think about this and show love to my brothers in Christ by not doing that anymore. The church, by the way, should also be telling those women who were trafficked, who were coerced, who were intimidated or drugged or whatever, we're going to help you have a future apart from this. Jenna Jameson became the quote-unquote queen of pornography precisely because she just decided to keep going after she got trafficked. Who was there to tell her, you don't have to keep living like this. You do not have to be like this. We can do something better for you and we can help you. Where are the Christian mothers telling their daughters, hey, if somebody invites you to a quote-unquote photo fashion shoot and you don't know them, if they're not a company that you recognize or something like that, if this ain't above board, don't go. It's dangerous. In fact, we should report this group to the police. Where is the church showing these girls wisdom to help them maintain their chastity? Well, unfortunately, the problem is, is that women are watching porn too. In fact, I would wager for a much longer time they've been getting into that than uh, men have been with online pornography. We'll talk about that next week, everybody. But until then, our Lord bless you and keep you. Amen and amen.